All right, Coach, I'm going to introduce myself first. Oh, please do. I am uh, the owner of Genius Communication. Uh, I've said it over and over, so if you want to know what all I do, you can just listen to the previous episode. But I am a person learning to navigate through tremendous change and uh, turmoil, and I'm excited about the topic we're going to discuss because that's what keeps you grounded and going. So I'm excited about that, Coach. Uh, you're also navigating through quite a bit of change. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Well, Coach Greg McNeil, I'm the owner of Coach's Corner. Um, I'm in my doctoral program right now. But I would say that I'm the guy that is embracing constant change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about earlier, staying focused on what I'm here for, what I'm here to do. And in the process, I also help people to do the same thing. What is it that you want from life? Whatever that is, helping people to be able to do that and stay focused on it, right? So they're not wasting that precious time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's um, what, because you're, what you've been up to in the last week is kind of what sparked this discussion of executing vision. Um, So could you start off, Coach, with how important vision is and maybe defining it as well. Yeah. So to me, uh, I would like to say that vision is the course that I actually have for my life, the course that you have for your life. Sometimes we like to call that a goal. um, And that's okay too. But when I think of vision, I think of something that directs my life from start to finish, right? Yeah. So everything that I engage in, in terms of those activities, right, they are designed for me to live a particular life, for me to have particular experiences, those that I deem to be important and necessary in my life, right? Mm -hmm. That's vision for me, right? And then... That vision then is achieved through a successive steps that we call goals, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's like there's your bigger vision and then there's the different goals or markers that you meet along the way. Okay. And uh, so one of the things that we were talking about on the uh, uh, off air um, was one of the changes that I made recently You know, when I came in from Clovis to Albuquerque, I was still with the same um, contractor that I was working with when I was in Clovis. But once I got into Albuquerque, they were like, hey, we really like what you're doing and they wanted me to stay. Well, I gave them about two weeks and then I started to feel kind of funny. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm starting to feel angry, irritated and stuff like that. And I thought, "Ah, I know what that is. It's time for me to get out of here. So I went to my wife and that's what I said. Look, you know, you know, I always write things down. So I said, we had a plan when we got to Albuquerque. Have we done that? Yes, we have. Okay, great. So then I'm let the company know that I'm leaving them. And why is that? Because that company is not a part of my vision, right? Mm -hmm. They, they were a goal. They were a situation, um, a component in what I was doing when I was there in Clovis and then when I got back to Albuquerque. But I came to Albuquerque because it's a part of a vision that I'm completing. And Albuquerque is not really my stopping point, really. It's just where I'm going to actually set up my enterprise. But this is 
it's a part of something else. But the point is, when I left the company, I was like, I have to leave you guys because you need an employee. And that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And the minute I made that decision, I went back to the woods, hiking, camping, fishing, preparing for all the things that I love doing in this life. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not willing to compromise on that. That was the key point. Right. Yeah. And once I realized I had I felt like I was staying too long, I started to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I took that feeling of being uncomfortable as a sign to say, you know what, it's time for you to make a move. And that's exactly what I did without delay. Yeah. Now, I can hear some people, you know, that might think, well, that's nice that you were able to do that. You must have some financial, uh, you know, background that allows you to do such a thing. But for me, I have to pay my bills. Right. So you can hear people saying that. Um, And what what would be your response well, my first response would be poppycock, right? <laughs> you know, I would, you know, that was a gentle word for me. I'm trying to remember what movie that I was watching that they came from. Now, why would I say that? Is because anybody that lives on the planet has an exchange for the life that they live. We all are required to do some type of work or activity that sustains us. I'm no different, right? I'm no different. But what we're talking about is a decision, right? So here's one thing that I think people can misunderstand. You can always make money. Mm -hmm. You can budget. You can change. You can do whatever you need to do to ensure that you can keep going along whatever that path is. You might have to make some adjustments, right? Sometimes you have to make an adjustment. But we talked about this last week on our last podcast. Let's just say you have this lifestyle and you have tremendous income, but you have tremendous expenses, right? Mm-hmm. If you allow what you what we're saying, the expenses that you can have in your life, the bills that you have to pay and all these types of things, if they come to dominate our minds, you're probably not going to make that change. Yeah. Because you're going to always be looking for the right situation instead of believing that you can create the right situation. And that's the difference, right? I knew as a part of my vision what I needed to do, and I'm going to create that situation, but I'm also willing to do whatever is necessary so I can have it. So again, there is nothing more important to me than the vision, right? Everything else are just things that I do along the way. Yeah. So what I hear you saying um, is that, you know, like people that immediately and often it's your brain that's actually responding to the responsibility that we're kind of putting on you without you realizing. And that is that you have control of what your life looks like. So um, the brain will instantly be like, well, I got, you know, these bills and I got those bills and blah, blah. Uh, If you want to be happy and live the life that you want, and that requires some type of transition that is pretty major, there's, you know, things you can definitely temporarily, if you want, but shifts you can make. So like when we were paying off debt, we didn't keep our uh, DirecTV. Do you know how much DirecTV is? It's ridiculous. I'm like, y'all are nuts. I'm not paying a hundred plus dollars every month for stupid TV. So we went to, you know, streaming and we're fine with it or... Uh, I also knew that I wanted to eat 
uh, well, so I was not willing to eat beans and tortillas. You know what I mean? Like we're going to, you know, so I, we made personal decisions, shifted things. We weren't any worse for wear. And what was amazing is, uh, not only that, like one of the things we like to do was eat out every once in a while. We were able to eat out every single week and we didn't even have to pay for it. That's been happening for like over three years. So yeah. it's amazing how when you start cutting out those things are actually burdens. Like you got to understand all mm-hmm. this stuff, the size of your house, your fancy car, your whatever it is. If you want to keep those things, fine. But if you can in any way transition and make some shifts to get the life you want. It is well worth it. But on the other side, one thing that I had to do was I had to get a temporary job. Mm-hmm. And I had to navigate through, wow, here I am 40-something having to work, you know, is part-time, blah, blah. Well, during that time, what was interesting is the job I had, we had, I had freedom. So... Mm-hmm. Because freedom's like a core value. That's an intangible that I'm always seeking. And mm-hmm. when I sat down with the owner, I said, okay, I will work here. But, uh, and I'll even work for 10 an hour at the time. I didn't care. But it wasn't going to be minimum wage, which was eight something at the time. But yeah. I said, I need to be able to work on my stuff here. And mm-hmm. once my business is at a s- certain point, I will no longer be working here. And so that was our agreement. Well, during that time, I got offered several jobs. I could have made 15 an hour, 20 an hour, whatever I wanted, but I wouldn't have had freedom. So it would have gotten us out of debt quicker, but I wasn't willing to sacrifice my vision. And my vision was genius communication. And so every decision filtered through that. So I think I would say that there might be things that could feel like loss that are that you can actually make decisions that protect your intangible. So for me, I made a decision to work at a certain business, but I protected freedom. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and so one of the things that is really important is one comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it is. Right. And comparison is based in a five century experience, right? You know, it's all based in what somebody else has, what they're doing, and you're measuring a life by something external to you, right? Yeah. And once that happens, a person without even realizing it, they're already trapped, right? Because what they are pursuing is not pursued from the standpoint of vision is pursued from the standpoint of impression management, mm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I have this, so somebody might think that I have this going on for you, for me. But the truth is, it particularly the way that we work, you know, we are used to being around people that have what we call lots of money. But when we sit in a space with them, we understand it's like, okay, so you might have money, but guess what? Your body is broken. Your mind is broken emotionally. You don't have what you want. And so your life now is being dictated by what you think is going to be leisure. But even then you don't have it, right? Because you're working for something in the future that you're not likely to enjoy because your vision is not really directed toward the things that make you feel good, but the things that you try to clothe yourself in that you think have meaning, but they really are temporary. 
Right. That's really good, Coach, especially that impression management. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because, like, for example, you know, we have uh, a nice home, um, and the, the impression on the outside might be like it's not as pretty as it is on the inside, but, you know, like, I don't care. And I don't, you know, I mean, we have a house across the street that looks like a serial killer would live there, but hopefully they will one day maybe kind of do something with that. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, me and Mike, we've been talking, and just in the position we're in, financially as well as some future uh, opportunities have presented themselves, we could probably live in any house we wanted out in the country, blah, blah. And he's, and so we watch these uh, uh, design shows like Mike, you know, he likes them too, thank goodness. <clears throat> and so they've really been helpful, you know, just having some joy and some creative, you know, thoughts and stuff after my dad passed. And, uh, so I was looking at, you know, these fancy schmancy houses, you know, with, they're like 5,000 square feet and stuff. And I looked at Mike, I said, you know, I wouldn't ever want a house that big. That, like, to me, it's too much. It's too much to manage. It's too much to steward. I'm happy mm-hmm. with the size of our home now. It's absolutely perfect. Maybe a little too big in some areas, but it's perfect. So I realized I'm free from imp- impress- trying to impress other people. I don't mm-hmm. care. And then when I look at us living out in the country, um, not too far out, I'm like you. I, I want to be a little bit closer to town. Mm-hmm. When I think about that, it's not the house or you know more stuff to do. It's quiet. You know, like when you can go out at night and there's no sound of cars and you can actually see the stars and things like that. So that's what I'm after. So it's interesting how people, like you say, They'll build their life based on the five sensory experience and the impression management. Yeah. And one of the things that's interesting, and I think I told you, I might have mentioned this on the last podcast. One of the one of my dear friends um, used to be a chief of pediatric um, surgery. Now she's got cancer. Mm. You know, um, she's. You know, her, her, her parents are all passed on. She doesn't have great relationships with siblings. And so she's got all of this stuff that she's accumulated, yeah. right? But right now she is withering away mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and just her heart is, her heart is very sad. Yeah. And, and there's really nothing that a person like me can do, but just kind of like sit with her and talk with her and, you know, help her to feel good. But she teaches me in her experience. Right. Yeah. And she's not the only client that I've, you know, that I, well, she's the only one that I know that's actually dying from cancer right now, but right. she's not the only one that I know of that have, they built that life a certain way. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it last week. Don't build a life you hate, right? Yeah. Again, this is what we mean about the vision. If your life is built around just strictly five century stuff, you know what? I'm going to hustle for 40 years. I'm going to build this up and then I'm going to retire later. Well, I hate to say this, but who wants to look at a 60 something year old person in a bikini or a Speedos on a beach? Right. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. No, I'm sorry. Right. So what are we saying is, is this, if your life 
is not being lived at every step of the way based on a vision, then what are you doing, right? Because when you look back, that's when you're answering questions. And when you get to a certain age, if you're past 40, 45, male or female, now you suddenly realize that you are looking back at all of that time. So you've already lived a lot of your life, right? Is it based on your vision? What are you going to do going forward? Or do you have your health? Do you have a great relationship? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you happy? Yeah. Right? Or are you complaining about aches and pains? And now you've gone so far down that road that a lot of the things that you used to think about, you can't even entertain anymore because you gave it up in exchange for something else. Which right? don't you think a lot of people give up the life they want to live uh, to security? Yes, they do. And that's a false notion, Mm -hmm. right? And that's why there are a lot of people are upset because the more you think you are secure with that, something comes along and now it's threatening it, right? It's like you need more money. You need more of this. I mean, I know a guy right now, he's getting married today. He is 60, 60, 60. Okay. Might be 61. I couldn't remember. Person he's marrying is about 25 years his junior, something like that. Mm. He looks good, right? She looks great too. But one of the things I told him, I said, hey, look, man, if you don't have your mind right, guess what? Pretty soon you're going to get old, right? (laughs) You're going to get old. You know, right now you kind of have that look where you're interesting. Mm -hmm. If you're not on your vision, you're going to get old real quickly. Right. And then one day she's going to look at you and it's like, I'm here with this old ass. Yeah. He doesn't have anything for me because he doesn't have a vision. Right. So I told him, I said, look, you better make sure that you're living the life you want to live. Right. Yeah. Because now you have brought a younger woman into your life and she's full of energy. Yeah. Right. She's not, she's not thinking retirement. Mm hmm. But what are you thinking about, right? You better know what makes you really happy. That's all I have to say, because you can get old real quick in this particular situation that we're talking about, because, you you know, your life can feel a little bit incompatible with the person that you just brought into your life. And I'm just saying, know what's important for you, right? That's what vision is. It is. And I, you know, one of the things that I did, and we teach um, on, uh, you know, this is, not just what we do in the coaching intensives, but we help people set out what do they really want. And then we deal with all the self-sabotaging behavior, all the mindsets that come up, et cetera, and teach people how to do that. Um, In fact, one of our students, she told me the other day, she said, I, when I look at things now, it is just absolutely unbelievable. She said, my life looks the same on the outside. I'm in the same house. Uh, you know, I, I have the same things that surround me. She said, but it is absolutely, totally different. And, and so it was the intangibles, the things on the inside, but there was a tangible that was actually part of her vision. And that was a newer vehicle, which that became a reality, right? So Mm -hmm. she does have, you know, a debt free, nice car and, you know, but other than that, things are the same outwardly. Well, you know, when I think back to uh, 
2016, I literally just designed my perfect day. I get up at this time. I have my coffee. I have some reading time. You know, I uh, do some work. I do some training. I uh, read some true crime, you know, blah, blah. And I even like designed the house and what the house looked like and granite Mm -hmm. countertops, French doors. I just went through the whole thing, what I'm driving, blah, 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 blah. And coach, that is absolutely a reality. And then another thing that was interesting is like for the ministry aspect I'm involved in, you know, this month I was telling you, I I just, I, I looked at the vision and I'm like, Sundays ain't it. This is not, this is not what I'm on the planet to do. And, you know, the rest of the group, they're like, absolutely. We agree. Let's shift things. And so we're shifting things. But that, like you were saying, is when you look at the vision and you uh, check in with your life, you can see whether you're executing it or not executing it. And that's so important and why it's so important to have it written down. It's almost like two like, you know, I have my statements that I say, you know, every day and I write them down, but also fleshing that vision out with details is really important, but it's also like a, a daydreaming is a vacation for your brain. So whenever yeah. you do those things, it sparks that hope, it sparks that creativity, it sparks that joy, but you got to make sure then that you break it down into practical steps. And I guess you would say filter your life through it, huh? That's exactly right. You know, so, um, uh, so last weekend, I have to say this because this is funny. Um, uh, we were, I was going to be taking Laura Lee uh, to the mountains with me because I'm getting her prepared, right? But I've already been going back and forth, yeah. right? Because, you know, I was already working on this plan before I got here. So anyway, I said, well, I'm going to run these errands for you while you're here at the house. Actually, I'm running the errands for both of us. And then when I get back, we'll go. Well, she looks up. I've gone to Home Depot, Costco. I stopped by the pet shop and all that kind of stuff. And I'm back here at the house. And she's like, you're back already? I'm like, wow. She said, you're moving fast. I said, I move like the wind. And I said, when I walk past people, they can feel the force of it. And then they're looking and it's like, who is this guy? And I'm like, look, I'm Sitting here, 58 years old with a six-pack and all of this stuff, I hit the mountains. <laughs> and that ain't a six-pack of beer, is it? That's exactly right. I hit the mountains, and I'm moving in the mountains, and she's like, wow. I said, are you all right? She says, you're in line of sight. I'm good. I said, I was born to be in these mountains, right? And I said, it is a blessing to be able to move like I do and feel like I do. Having outstanding health and longevity is a part of my vision. Mine too. Right? Mm-hmm. And when I'm moving, right, it's like there's no doubt about it. When I come up on somebody, they're like, just like there's something about you. And it's like, you know what that is? That is the vision that I will not give up, right? Yeah. Because you only get to be in this body one time. And for me, even though I like to do a lot of other things, they help to sustain the vision that I have. But that Health is at the top of the list. Yeah. I am not a guy that wants to sit around with money and I can't do a damn thing. I I can't I cannot even comprehend that. No. I just can't do it. Which happens a lot of times to people that put off living life to retirement. It, to me it's the utmost hubris to think that you're gonna work for forty years and everything's gonna be hunky dory because you never know 
what is going to happen. And I think that, you know, with vision, um, as far as in the period of life I'm in with my dad dying and stuff, it gives me hope, you know, like I can, I can work on that stuff and I can think about the decisions I'm making and how they fit into that. And it's very, um, what's the word like contentment and you know, and, mm-hmm. and joy and things like that, even in the midst of all that's going on. So your vision is meant to sustain you, to feed you, to fuel you, even during the difficult times. Because if you don't have vision, then you just kind of wander off and you find yourself lost. Exactly. And and you are directed. I don't know how else to say this, but if you're not thinking constantly about what you want from life, you're thinking about the things you don't want. Mm -hmm. And when you exist in that place, without exception, the person is getting what they don't want, right? Mm -hmm. Aches and pains, disappointments, loneliness, whatever that is, right? If If you won't define what you want from your life, and we've said this, anybody that's ever heard me from the time I showed up in Clovis, I said, you only get two things from your life. You get what you think about most of the time. Yeah. So if your thoughts are not dwelling on a vision that's going to make you happy and bring you joy, then your thoughts are focused counter to that. Yeah. Right. And that's what you're living. It doesn't matter what your economic situation looks like. You are still getting the same thing. And trust me, when I go out and now that I'm older, um, when I go out and I see other people and I'm looking at them and they're older and I'm watching how they're moving and it's like, wow, it's like you're down here at the lake fishing and uh, you can't stand up. You need to be able to sit down. You can't move. You know, all of these kinds of things that look like, hey, man, your life is slipping away from you. And before you know it, once your mobility goes, you're done. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm quiet about it. But I realize it's like, that's not my life. It's like, I am not designing my life according to a picture that somebody else gave me. It's like this concept of retirement. I don't know what all that is. You know, what I know is, is the fact that I have a particular life that I want to live. And I'm, and based on my commitment to that vision, the return on that investment is that I have the kind of health that I want. I feel good. I move well. Right. And when I'm, when I'm doing the things that I like, it's like, this is what my vision looks like. I feel good. I look good. You know, all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And, and that's what I try to talk to other people about. It's like, look, why are you doing what you're doing? Don't put it off. Don't put off your health because once you get to a certain point, you just don't get it back No, because you'll be tired. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing too, right? We see it. It's like after a while, the excuse becomes permanent in their mind. Yeah. And yeah. we know what that person looks like. Yeah. I, um, I would like to uh, encourage people to pay attention to the intangibles you're after because your yeah. vision will be centered around that so you know it's experiences it's that's what you're after so it's like freedom uh rich family experiences rich friend experiences um doing the things you love that feed into those things that you want because a lot of people like well i don't even know what i want yeah you do you just there's a 
a responsibility that comes with getting that down on paper because then, you know, you've got this commitment going on. So you know what you want. You know if you want peace. You know if you want freedom. You know if you want, you know, uh, certain experiences in your relationships. You know what you want. So, uh, like, for example, (laughs) you could have some that are, like, really deep and some that maybe aren't. So speaking of six-packs, Coach, you know, on my computer – I got my most important things I'm going after for 2022. And one of them's abs. (laughs) Now, I know I have them. I just have not been able to see them. So anyway, I set that as my vision. Uh, It's in one of my core statements. And I am well on my way. In fact, Coach, I have to tell you, there's a little bit of some peeking out of those apps. <laughs> but all that to say that that's, that's been, you know, that's something that people be like, well, I don't care if I see my abs. I just don't want to die of a heart attack by 60. That's fine for you. Me, I've been training since 2011. I want to see my abs. I've never seen them. <laughs> so, yeah. Even if it's like a week, you know, I just want to see those things. <laughs> so I have that on there, but I also have like my money goals. And it, the goal isn't the money. The goal is what experiences I want to have with it. Right. So those are all things, you know, the sky's the limit. Don't allow society or culture to put on you impositions that make you think that your vision is frivolous. It's none of their business. So just make sure you're true to what you want. You know, so when did we reach a point where a, a phone, a communication device is the most important thing in a person's life, right? Yeah. It just it just amazes me. I watch a woman walking down the street, walking her dog, looking on the phone, right? And I'm thinking, boy, you lucky you don't have a dog like mine because, you know, all you have to do is, you know, trip and stumble. And all of a sudden, you're laying face, you're face planted on the ground. And why is that? Because you're not paying attention, Yeah. right? And this is the point. When you're not focused on your vision, you are paying attention to everything else that's not important, right? There is no such thing as any news anywhere on the planet that you have to have instantly. Because if it is, you're going to know it. Is the United States being attacked by something? I guarantee you, if it was, you would know it. I don't care what you are, right? But most of what we're looking at are things that it's like, Really? Do you need to spend time doing that right now? I mean, I just, here's a point. I had to tell my client this morning, I said, focus on your exam because it's going to be here. This is real estate. It's going to be in front of you before you know it. And you will not be ready. He says, yeah, I know I have to do that because I got a little bit of anxiety. I said, no, you don't have any anxiety. What you have is a waste of time. And that feeling that you call anxiety is created by you not paying attention or staying focused on why you are there in the first place. Right. He just sent me something back and said, holy smokes, coach, I've just been approved to take the exam. And I I just told him that this morning. I said, you know, opportunities are always there for the person that is prepared and focused on it. And it's the same thing with your vision. When we try to tell people, when we say you can have what you want, we mean it Yeah. because it's true. 
But if you stay dialed in to telephone, news, all these external things, what you have in your mind are questions and disbelief. And what they don't realize is excessive questioning, disbelief, they erode time and confidence. Yep. And next thing you know, three years from now, they've reached a point where they're so fearful, they no longer believe it's possible. Yeah. And so when they're looking at us, they don't understand. They think, well, I don't know about that. No, there's nothing wrong with what we're teaching you. We're teaching you truth. What's wrong is you wasted your time and you didn't focus on the vision. You didn't reach for the one thing that you knew you wanted. And now you don't believe you can have it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, when people get to that point, I don't really know what to tell them. I like to offer my condolences then, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, now that's where your life is stuck at. You know, you're like, you're literally stuck in that place. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. And just like the intangibles for what you want are key. Um, you have to understand that what you will fight most is also intangible. That's know? exactly right. That's exactly right. Please say that to them again, because that's a powerful one. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking when you were talking, you know, it's like the intangibles that you want that are part of your vision, they're key. And all the external and all of those things are um, just byproducts, right? If you going after your vision, but you have to know that when you start going after your vision, it's the intangibles you will fight, the most it's those mindsets, the procrastination, the lack of confidence, uh, you know, all the excessive questioning, which I like that because you can have questions like, okay, how should I execute this? Or how should I go about that? That's that, you know, you're innovative and you will come up with those answers. It's the fear and the, you know, uncertainty and the fear of loss and all of those things you will fight. That's where the biggest battle is. Exactly. And, you know, and, I don't know how else to tell a person this, but when they are focused strictly in five sensory, they fail to recognize that everything that they see came from something intangible. Right. They they see a building and that's all they see. They fail to realize that the building first existed in somebody's imagination first, right? Downtown Clovis. All that the the neighborhood, the housing districts, the railway, everything in that community that is not from the natural environment was first something intangible. It was in somebody's imagination. They had a vision. Right. And when people stop thinking about the world that way, they start seeing buildings and structures. Right. And they lose the ability to stay in the place of creation. Right. Yeah. And that's when their life ends up passing. And then they look up and they say, where did my life go? Your life went focus on everything that was external to you. That's where your life went. That's where your time went. Right. Yeah. And what we're saying to people stop. So my good friends that are in Clovis is listening to this um, podcast, I'm telling you right now, you need to keep training, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have to keep, keep doing those things, make sure that you have joy and that your life is not focused on um, income statements and trial balances and sales and all of those other kinds of things. And uh, which we say stress us out, 
And then they cause us to go and act in ways that are not conducive to good health, right? Because that's what we do. You live this life, you build this life around you that does not give you what you want. And then it creates a mindset where you have to escape from something. Yeah. But what you're trying to escape is what you created, yeah. right? And so then you go, you start eating things, you start doing things. And now all of a sudden you're it's like, golly, my health is poor. I don't feel good. And all of that, Sherry, is a creation yep. from the individual. And that's why we're saying it's like unplug, yep. right? Find out what you want. The other week, what did we say? Write it down, right? Mm -hmm. And we keep saying write it down because it's a connection. Your phone is not your connection. Your phone is a device. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a storage device, just like your brain is, yeah. right? And if you don't give it something to do, right, it'll give you something to do. Yep. It's like, I need to go and eat this. I got to have it. Go ahead. Now you don't feel good, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, you've heard me say this. We never die by accident. Yep. A lot of people don't understand that, but I'm saying you don't. We sow the seeds of it. Yeah. That's why I stay in the mountains, right? It's like, it's cooked. He's in the mountains. I heard he didn't come back. He's fine. <laughs> All right. He's fine. It's like he's always going to be fine, right? And it's like when they see me next, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, golly, I can't believe he looks like that. Yes, you can, mm -hmm. right? You absolutely can because why is that? Because that is my vision. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's what I write down. It's like, hey, look, outstanding health and longevity, yep. right? That's me, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's good, Coach. I can't think of anything to add. I can't either. It's Friday. It's cloudy. I'm going to take these dogs for a quick walk, and then I think I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to go down to the lake and reflect. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll catch a fish or two while I'm down there, but I'll reflect a little bit, right? Yep. You know, I'm hyper, so I can't stay there any more than a couple hours. That's one thing I learned about myself. It's like I'm not an all-day fisherman, right? It's like I got 120 minutes. If you're on the hook, great. Otherwise, I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, I don't even have five minutes for fishing, Coach. Mm -mm. No, nope. that's go. not my vision. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I'm actually writing a vision when I'm fishing. I'm like, uh -huh. <laughs> oh, that's what that's what happens to me. I have to admit it. It's like, I don't let me make this sound like I'm the world's greatest fishing, fisherman. No, I'm actually down there doing my vision. And it's like, did my pole just move? Yep. And I go back. Oh, it did. Then I get a fish and it's like, oh, you're fishing okay. for vision, coach. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And if I catch something while I'm down there, it's great. Trust me, I've thrown back more fish. It's like, uh, it's kind of got good size, but do I really feel like I want to go through all of that? No, I don't. But I have thought the thoughts that I wanted to think, right? Yep. And once I'm done with that, I'm ready to leave the lake. That's how it goes. 